This is an ABC podcast. G'day, Dr. Carl here. They are supposedly our besties. They have teeth that can cut like scissors, and they might even cry emotional tears. They're dogs. And besides love, we give them car seatbelts, cute gumboots, and therapists. Current thinking is that dogs start off being wolves after a few mutations in their DNA. These mutations reduced their tendency to be aggressive in a flight-fight kind of way and increased their ability to do emotional processing. These changes began to happen around 23,000 years ago in Siberia and made dogs ideal companions for us humans. The first definite proof of the linkage between humans and dogs is a 15,000-year-old grave in Germany holding a man and a woman and a dog. Beginning around 200 years ago, intensive breeding began giving us most of the 450 or so breeds that we have today. We distinguish these dog breeds by three major characteristics. The first is morphology which relates to the type of fur and its colour, the size and shape of their body and skull, and their tail. (laughs) The second characteristic is their behaviour, which includes their tendency to hunt or herd, to guard and protect, or to retrieve prey. Finally, their personalities can range from loving humans to bits all the way through to being aggressive. These three characteristics combine in different ways to make dogs valuable to humans in their varied roles as work dogs. There are dogs working with the military and the police, narc dogs, being companions to and protecting humans, park dogs, and hunting for prey, mark dogs. Dogs have become so close to humans that they have evolved from their strictly carnivore or meat-eating diet to being able to digest carbohydrates. They do this by having high levels of enzymes such as amylase. Today, there are close to a billion dogs worldwide, but about three quarters of them are village dogs, community dogs, or feral dogs. Strangely, there are relatively few pet dogs on the planet. When dogs are closely intertwined with humans, they bond. When a female dog and the owner gaze at each other for a while, they both get an increase in blood levels of the so-called love hormone, oxytocin. We don't know why this happens only with female dogs, but not male dogs. We already knew from past studies that humans who spend a lot of time with dogs simultaneously have lower indicators of stress such as blood pressure, heart rate and cortisol levels, as well as higher levels of the beneficial neurochemicals of bonding and affiliation, such as beta-endorphin, prolactin and again, oxytocin. A recent study took this emotional research one step further. They took humans through several stages of increasing involvement with dogs. They started with no involvement, simply staring at a white wall, and then progressed to looking at a dog, touching the dog with a still hand, and then finished with full-on patting of the dog. As people got more involved, 
those areas of the human brain involved with social and emotional responses became much more active. Humans see the world a little differently from dogs. It's more than just us having three colour receptors in our retina, red, green and blue, and dogs having only two colour receptors, yellow and blue. No, it turns out that we humans tend to see the world more as collections of objects, a chair or a ball, while dogs tend to see the world more as actions performed on objects, such as sitting on a chair or catching a ball. Some dogs can be very smart. Rico, a border collie, knew the names of more than 200 different objects. Chaser, another border collie, knew over 1,000 different words related to names and activities. Now, this is still a bit controversial, but it appears that dogs might be the only other animal besides humans to have emotional tears. Now, these are not tears so plentiful that they are gushing out of the eyes and down the cheeks, but rather a lesser volume, so that the eyes appear wet as the tears well up. This study looked at dogs separated from people for about six hours. The eyes of the dogs welled up more with tears when they were reunited with their owners as compared to being reunited with somebody that they knew but who was not their owner. We already know that we humans like photos of dogs with wet eyes more than those with less wet eyes. Perhaps this was part of our intertwined dog-human evolution, where we humans would give more care and food to a puppy that had wet eyes than one that had dry eyes. And after a few hundred generations, dogs began having wetter eyes. But perhaps these dogs are crying crocodile tears to manipulate puppy love and get more treats from their lovesick owners. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. You can discover more ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listener.